Pod Boys Productions. Yeah, everyone's asking about the Mr. Irrelevant. And what I've got my sights set on is Mr. Irrelevant. When I first got it, you're thinking, man, they're Mr. Irrelevant. And I don't want to be that guy. Welcome back to Brooklyn Rebound Network's Misters Podcast, Misters Mini, Misters NFL, Misters whatever I want to call it, basically. All you need to know is we're talking the north today. We're going way up north. It's not the dirty, dirty south anymore. It's the nasty north, I guess. That there, there, there isn't really like a, a good adjective that's really caught on as much for the north, I gotta say. The frozen tundra? I don't know. No, I but, we're doing AFC, NFC, North. Oh, my co-host is already saying no to that, but he's a dirty Southerner, so what? You know, we're back in my territory now, Eric. So respect over there. But it's the underinformed, the slightly under-researched NFL preview series, the final one. We're this is four of four. We did East, West, South, and now the North. What is going on over there, E Dash Nam? Yeah, no respect to the North. No respect to any state north of the Mason-Dixon line. Yeah! So, I've been watching, I've been, like, following soccer all summer and forgot to do the football thing, so we're catching up, we're catching up. Yeah, that's right. Even though you did make that excuse after the first uh, of these, and now we're on the fourth of four, like I said, even on one of four, you were still... We are currently catching up. That's true, that's true. I'm a little more excited for this final episode today because my team's in it we shot your team off early shot the the wad off on that one in the, in the first preview go back and listen to that eastern preview because your team is in the east even though that doesn't make any sense either but yes my team from dallas texas centered in the absolute middle of the, uh, of the united states is in the nfc east that's correct i guess it is in eastern texas is it yeah a little? It's kind of in the middle of Texas. I mean, Arkansas is east of Texas, so and you're a fan from being from there, so that is slightly making sense. Not really. Sure. You know what? Memphis, Memphis Grizzlies for life. Zach Randolph is a king. Grindhouse, baby. I don't think he's on the team anymore. I gotta tell, let you know that. Uh, no, he's gone. Yeah. But we're not talking NBA. We're not talking East. It's the North right now. We're also not talking Hotspurs or anything else like that before you start getting these references in. I'm sure you still will. Do you mean the Tottenham Hotspur? Any. We're not talking any type of Spurs, NBA, Tottenham, uh, on your horse that you guys ride down south, on your boots or whatever, cowboy boots. We're not talking any of these Spurs. We're talking, NFC, well, starting with the NFC North. I want to get that one out of the way before we get all into my beloved Browns and the AFC North, so... Let's get into that. Vikings, Lions, Pack Show, and of course the Bears, who kind of snuck up on people last year and won the division, surprisingly, off some good D, off a new kind of scheme that they put Trubisky and their offense in that led to them getting more 
you know, doing better than they had for the past few years when they were abysmal offensively. Any thoughts? Let's start with these Bears. Any any thoughts going into the season? I love the Bears' defense. I think they've done a great job rebuilding that squad. I don't know. It's the same thoughts everybody else has. There's a ceiling to the offense that you can get out of Mitchell Trubisky. And, you know, if you play it right, you can figure that out. I don't know. It depends on their coaching staff. Because we know Mitchell Trubisky is a 77 at best. And if the rest of the offense is a 90, it will average out. You know what I'm saying? And they had they brought in Matt Nagy last year as their coach. You know, it was his first year last year. He did seem to bring in a scheme that was that worked better for Trubisky. It's a little bit um, more similar to what like McVay and these guys do. I think like get the ball out quick, sort of thing. Scheming around so he doesn't have to make Trubisky doesn't have to make a lot of like long decisions type of thing. You know what I mean? Sure, which will really help because Trubisky isn't brilliant. Mister Biscuits isn't brilliant. But he can. He does have like some arm talent. So if he does get it the right spot, he can. He can sling the ball around a little bit. They brought in Cordero Patterson, I guess it looks like, so he can return kicks. He can maybe jumpstart the offense a little bit. He, yeah, no, I don't know. Ideally, I guess that's what they're thinking. Totally. I mean, this is like a team where if the if they're gonna maintain the hold on this division, which is extremely tenuous, I would say, especially given that they came out of nowhere a little bit last year. They are going to have to do a little more offensively, I think. Um, they're certainly going to have to turn the ball over less, I think, and keep the, the defense has to stay with it, basically. So, yeah, it's kind of the pattern of success for them, I think. But And they have to get their kicking game figured out with, uh, what's his name, just screwing them last year. Having Khalil Mack helps. Their defense might be okay. Like, again, having Khalil Mack helps. Having the best player in the league on your defense is a net positive. Yeah, and just getting him in like an extremely lopsided trade for for just like yeah, ridiculous. So I mean, is there any chance that the D isn't as good this year for whatever reason? I don't really see why. It's the NFL, so there's every chance the D isn't as good this year. No, though. Because they're they're pretty young too. I mean. Yes. I think if the Bears suffer, the drop-off will be on offense, where they just, like, won't be able to make anything happen. Um, Because Mitchell Trubisky is their quarterback, and, like, teams have seen the tape on him. Um, But who's to say, you know? Yeah, I'm cautiously optimistic still with them. Now the Lions, on the other hand, just perennially middling, basically, what they're known for. I mean, it's... Stafford back for, you know, is what, like 10th season now or something? Maybe not quite that long, but he's been around quite a while now. It's about his 10th season. I think he was drafted in 09, actually. <laughs> so. So it literally is his 10th season, yeah. I think so. I mean, he's always kind of. He's had a, some injuries too, I guess. But he's always shown a lot of talent, basically, or uh, and like a lot of promise, but doesn't always translate to the Lions doing well and some of that is also they they have never been able to put too much around him in terms of offensive weapons right and like what do they have now I mean well for a long time they just had Calvin Johnson and didn't bother to help him at all 
Okay, I don't know if that's fair. Like, they thought Golden Tate would be better than Golden Tate is. And he wasn't... He was decent for them, even, but they don't have him anymore, either. He was good. Yeah, he was good. They got Amendola now, so, I mean, that's... I guess they're replacing Golden Tate with him, kind of. Congratulations on signing the fourth option. The fifth option, actually, in the Patriots' offense from two years ago. Yeah, I don't know. Yeah, I mean, he's injury-prone extremely as well, or he might have even been more than the fifth yep. option for them. But And Patricia came in last year, you know, also a rookie coach last year. He didn't have a, didn't look too great from the head coaching position. No. Despite beating his old friend Belichick last year in a memorable win, his one memorable win from last season probably, is he gonna, he's supposed to be the defensive mastermind. Is he going to get the D working back together? I don't know. There's not too much looking promising with this team to me. I don't know. No. Same here. This is a 6-10 and 10 team. Like, it's got 6-10 and 10 written all over it. I think that's what they were last year. Literally. Jesus. I mean, it could be again for sure. Uh, yeah, it's hard to be too optimistic there. And it sucks because you've got, like, great players. Like, Matthew Stafford is good. Um, you've got Ziggy Ansah, you got Darius Slay. Yeah, Slay is... You're going to finish 6-10. and ten. Yeah, I mean, it would seem that they will. Now, the Vikings had a little bit of a down year, a little bit of a disappointing year last year after everyone was pretty high on them. The Bears kind of stole their thunder last year. What? Let's look back quickly. Why did that happen? I mean, a lot of it could be bringing in Kirk Cousins to run the team, and he's not really that good. So, is that, like, the main reason they fell off a little bit? Or their, their D uh, didn't, had a slightly down year based on, I think, it, I don't I'm not looking at statistics or anything, but I feel like before last year, the two of the last three years, the three of the last four years, basically since Mike Zimmer took over this team, the D has been one of the best in the league, right? They took a little step down maybe last year, or does it just seem like that because their offense spotted a lot of the year and then the D has to be on the field too long, and that's never good good thing for any defense you know yeah i mean their defense has been so good like by dvoa it's been a top eight defense basically since i've been doing this podcast and the fact that that defense can't be complemented by an offense that includes a quarterback that is in the top 24 quarterbacks and because you know they also have two of like the top maybe top 10 receivers in the league like so very good at football i don't understand what's happening here who's their backup qb not that i don't think he will play but uh, unless cousins gets hurt but man i don't know yeah it's like and they have dalvin cook who did get hurt as well after starting off the season well i mean if he is back in form this could be a good offense on paper a replacement level running back could like get numbers in the modern nfl i don't ah fuck I like the Vikings so much. I feel like Cook could... I know you have the, the running back theory, which isn't I don't completely disagree with, but I feel like Cook was looking like he could have been a little bit of a Zeke-type guy coming in before the injury. Like He, he looked like he had, had a little bit of that uh, extra burst to go into the cream of the crop level of RB, as we'll see. But. Yeah. But back to the D, though. I mean, they re-signed Anthony Barr, which is clutch, because uh, there was a lot of talk that he would, he would walk. Yeah, no, he's very important i don't know i don't know i'm I'm just trying to i'm trying to see why other than my dislike of cousins why this won't be a playoff team this year and that might that just might be the reason because cousins is not good 
I don't know. It just sucks that, like, the Vikings team has been so good for so long that they have not been in a position to draft, like, the quarterback. And they're left with free agency scraps like Kirk Cousins. You know what I'm saying? No, I do. I It's a little baffling. They did spend their first-round pick on a O-lineman. Like, it was supposed to be a stud O-lineman. It's got Bradbury, so maybe they're thinking that O-line gets in shape a little bit. I do think Cousins will, like most QBs, will probably play better with it more time. But he is really one of these type of guys that like needs time to throw more statuesque guys, right? Yeah. Is I mean, that true for him? I feel like it is, but... I guess he's not like the he's not Tom Brady, but in terms of like being a statue, but no. he can maybe run a little more than that. But he he want, he needs more time than a lot of guys, I think. So well, even like if you're saying like Tom Brady's a statue, Tom Brady's a statue that can get rid of the ball in two point three seconds, because Tom Brady is a great quarterback running a great offense, and he will find the open person. Kirk Cousins just like isn't that good any part of playing football he's not mobile so it really sucks that he can't throw guys open and like read coverages as they're happening and again especially because he has two of the guys that are like that can get open like better than oh my god yes Diggs, who's like one of the best over the top guys in the league and Thielen, who catches literally everything that comes near him, basically. We have, like, an NFL record of, like, most catches in her, or some something. Like, what was the record he had? Like, I'm trying to remember what it was now. But it was something to do with... Thielen? Yeah. He, had, he, he either tied or got some record of consecutive games with some type of catch. I don't know. I can't think of what it was, so never mind. But, but the point is, he catches, like, everything, so... Oh, yeah. He's fucking great. But I will say from... Uh, uh, from a, we haven't talked to Packers yet, and they have a new coach, so it's up in the air. I, I don't think they're off to a good start in that department. Friction between their new coach and Rodgers, apparently. But that is to say, I do feel like the Vikings probably have the best coaching situation. I think Zimmer is the best coach in the division. Who did the Packers hire? This guy named LaFleur, who's like a 39-year-old guy. It's another on this trend of getting the younger guys. Okay. He's only been a quarterback's coach before, it looks like. Yeah. Apparently there's been friction already between him and Rodgers, so... There's going to be friction between any man and Rodgers, and that's not like... Peop- okay, sorry. People, like, have the, like, joke about Aaron Rodgers being gay. Um, I just mean that Aaron Rodgers say, wait, doesn't think to- that he can be coached. And he might be right, but there are coaches on any NFL team. But it's going to be hard to see a downgrade from McCarthy. That was one of the guys that I felt, like, hindered him already. No, he was one of the worst coaches in the NFL, yeah. It's not going to necessarily improve things if, if Rodgers really can't get along with him. Maybe this story's overblown or whatever, or if this guy kind of coming out of nowhere doesn't is making mistakes too in a rookie coaching season, which is definitely likely at some point to happen a little bit at least. So, And Rodgers, you know, is getting probably toward the end of his career. You know, he's closer to the end than the beginning, certainly. Is this too little too late at this point? Can they regroup this year and win the division again. I think it is too little too late. Rodgers won a Super Bowl 10 years ago. Like, literally 10 years ago. That was not... That one was maybe 8 years ago, I would say. If we're, if you're going to say literally. It was 2000... It was January 2010 was when that Super Bowl was played. Or February. It was definitely 2011, because I remember... The only reason I know this for sure is because I remember where I was when I watched it. 2010 was my senior year of college, 
That was when Peyton lost to the Saints. I do remember that. Yeah, yeah, you're right. I guess it's confusing because it's the 09 season is the 10. So they won in the 10 season, but technically the game was played in 2001. Okay. Anyway, it doesn't matter. It was a long time ago. Yeah, no, he won a Super Bowl with the Packers. And um, I understand that he is loyal to money and the fans that have supported and or worshipped him the entire time he's been there. But the Green Bay Packers have done absolutely nothing to keep Aaron Rodgers. And watching a lot of soccer just feels like in a different sport, Rodgers would have transferred out of Green Bay. Like, would have let himself be bought by Tampa Bay or, like, Los Angeles years ago. And I understand he wants to be seen as, like, a a homey hometown guy. But they've done a really bad job building, like, ever since that Super Bowl. They've done a really bad job building a roster around Aaron Rodgers. And we don't talk, like, we talk about it. We all talk about it all the time. But we don't talk enough about how Aaron Rodgers has been fucked over by the Green Bay Packers organization in terms of just, like, getting him shitty players who aren't as good as other players. Um, Other than for three years they had the best O-line in football, that's no longer true. Yeah, they had they had good players. He had good receivers, you know, that some retired or left now. But, you know, for a while, for a few years there, he had, he had a pretty good lineup of receivers. Now he's got a bunch of, like, second, third-year players that are all on paper, like, talented, I guess. We'll see if any of them pop. Like, they got, like, this equanimous St. Brown, <laughs> Geronimo Allison. They have crazy names, these guys. Marquez Valdez, Scantling, so... Right now, they're, they're just a collection of young potential talent with weird names. Is, are any of them going to pop into being like a thing? We'll see. It's possible, but yeah, it's a lot to it's a lot to ask, maybe. But again, Rodgers is the type of QB that can make these guys better. Theoretically, I guess Devontae Adams is the main guy right now, but that's maybe not enough if, if these guys don't pop. And then D did get a little better in recent years, I guess. I'll say, but nothing to write home about still, I would think. I don't know. What do you, do you, have, do you have thoughts on the D? You have people like Julius Peppers and Clay Matthews retiring, and those guys, like, did a thing, and you know what those guys did. Wait, did Clay Matthews retire, or did he just leave to a different team? Leave the team, like, whatever. Or, or just, like, I don't even actually know, sorry, uh, that he has left the Packers, but, like, he's getting old. Clay Matthews is not on the package this year. I'm, I'm just going to look up where he... Did he... Oh, he went to the... I thought I knew that, he, too. He went to the Rams. That's right. We mentioned it in our in our Western Okay. Movie. That's right. Right. So you have, like, generational, like, talents at their position leaving the Packers. And who did you replace them with? I don't know if those are generational talents. So That's Julius Peppers is a generational talent. Okay. Well, not Peppers, but... Yes, I'm I'm more thinking Matthews, but also Peppers isn't like widely known as like the Packers guy. You know, he played there for like, like two years. I mean, I don't think of him as like the generational Packers. You know, uh, uh, D D D lineman. But yeah, no, no, he did more work at Chicago and Carolina. Yeah, Ted's gotta go. That's how I feel. Vague recollection that their secondary was like better last year, but now I can't remember why I think that. Like I can't. I think the Packers for the last 13 years have been like a C- at most positions 
and have the best quarterback in the league. And for the last 13 years, that's been enough. But Aaron Rodgers is getting old. Yeah. I could see them finishing third in this division, honestly. Like, if I'm, like, just dropping hot takes out here. Well, let's rank it right now. We're, we're heading that direction anyway. So you can go first this for this division. One to four. What's your ranking? Uh, how are they going to finish? Uh, Minnesota, Chicago, Green Bay, Detroit. Okay. I'm going to say I like Minnesota in first, but, like, just the Cousins thing is bugging me. He's bad, but their defense is so good. Yeah, but maybe the second year with Nag- Matt Nagy's system that did show promise with Trubisky last year. Mr. Biscuits. And the Ds is good. Yeah, as you call it, Mr. Biscuits. Just to be different, at least then, I'll say Chicago repeats, even though I have some hesitation about that. Where do you put Green Bay? I got to I gotta agree with you that they're going to finish third with the way it's looking here. Uh, who knows what Rodgers could potentially pull out, but I'll agree with your ranking, but just flip Chicago and Minnesota. And and the top two teams, now let's think. We've done every NFC team now. Is there still opening with our other our thoughts on the, all the other teams in the conference that two teams from this division will make the playoffs, or is that out? Yes. I think I might have even mentioned this on another uh, one of these a couple weeks ago. I think the second team from this division gets the playoffs, and also the second team from the South gets the playoffs. So you don't think, you think the West only has one, like, who did you, did you pick Seattle even in that, or did you pick, oh, you were off on, on LA Rams, I think you were kind of down. I picked New Orleans. No, I'm talking about West, you only have one Western team, that means. Oh, yeah, sorry. And one, one West and one Eastern team. Which yeah, I agree for so I think the Cowboys missed the playoffs as the second team in the NFC East. Um, and I think the Seahawks missed the playoffs as the second team in the NFC West. Okay, I could see that. But I don't know. The Seahawks, even though I'm not so high on them, like they just do have a better track record of getting the playoffs than maybe this Cousins team is if they don't win the division or this Bears team if they fall off. So I don't know. It's, it's, it's open. It's fair. I do think we could both agree on the South one that two teams will make it from there. All right, let's move on to the main event, baby. Here we go. Basically, all right, so it's the AFC North. Of course, it's the it's the Steelers, the Stillers, the Bungles, the Dirty Bird Ravens, uh, a.k.a. the former Cleveland Browns, and the, the new Cleveland Browns, new for the last 20 years. I've talked about them, of course, a ton on our podcast here because I'm a fan of that team. So maybe talked about them more than your average NFL podcast anyway. But it looks like other podcasts just talk in general certainly caught up to me this offseason because I don't think I'm not being objective or something here. It does seem like the Browns have been the main talk of the off se- of this NFL offseason. Do you disagree? First of all, first of all, Drew, how do you as a Browns fan feel about your quarterback, Baker Mayfield, saying out loud to a reporter... The same thing we were all thinking when the Giants drafted David, like, guy from Duke. Mm, Daniel Jones. Daniel Jones. Not David Duke. Different guy. Unless he <laughs> changed his name to David, guy from Duke. I don't think that would be a good PR move, but... So how do you feel about your quarterback, the man who's representing your team in your city and you, saying that Daniel Jones might not have been the greatest pick? Remember that he is representing your team in your city. I like Baker speaking his mind. In general, I do like it. It's refreshing for a lot of athletes. That being said, if you look into the story more than the service level, he was clearly set up for the fall on this one. 
everyone took the quote way out of context and probably what the reporter intended in the first place clickbait all of this stuff you know what i mean so like all he really said was like the two things also were like there was like huge paragraphs in between when he said like uh he was surprised that they took jones when they did which everyone was surprised by that uh and then when he said like sometimes teams overthink it and all that they tied that together as one quote when it was like a huge chasm between him saying one thing and the other so if you really go back and look into the whole article what he said wasn't even bad really at all and it wasn't because i did think initially like if he did straight up say were the giants thinking with this pick he shouldn't have said that if that's what he did which he didn't but if he had said that i would be like all right you gotta i know you're speaking your mind but maybe think a little more you know and have some sense of decorum with like especially a fellow not a fellow rookie but a rookie like you were last year all this but again he he didn't say it he said like they asked him about that pick when he was watching it and he was like oh i was pretty surprised they did that again like everyone said and then when he was saying some teams overthink it and you have to win and all that, he wasn't even ta- he was mm-hmm. not referencing Jones directly at all or the Giants. He was like talking in general about stuff. So that's that's really what happened, and and it's not like a, it's not really like, it's like a fact if you actually look into it. But people don't care about that, and this like no one's getting, no one goes and reads an article now. It's just like whatever quotes you can pull. So it's kind of kind of set up to fail there. But but in general, with his attitude, I do like it for the most part. I mean. Like I said, it is refreshing. To, I, I'm glad. Like it's cool that this is the guy on my team now. You know, it might rub. It might rub some people the wrong way. I'm sure it's going to throughout his career, but it's a little bit of a trade off. I want a guy with this kind of gunslinger attitude, especially when he can back it up too on the field, which so far it seems like he can, and it's and it seems like teammates like him. So, from all the quotes from around the camp and whatever. So, I don't know. What are your thoughts on Baker mm-hmm. overall, personality, game, otherwise? I respect it. Baker Mayfield is the person that we NFL fans, and specifically the Browns, thought they were getting when they drafted Johnny Manziel. Like, he's good. Like, he's good at football, which is great. And, like, he's a great quote, which is great. And I was kind of leading you. Like, I wanted you to, like, riff on that for a while, which was wonderful. Like, great podcasting etiquette. Like, that was bullshit. The the whole, like, fracas about... Baker Mayfield was complete bullshit. We were, like, I have said on this podcast that when the Giants drafted Daniel Jones from Duke, who, like, is just a tall white guy, just like, congratulations for being tall and white and never winning a game in your entire career in high school or college. I assume that's true. I think he won, like, six games (laughs) with Duke. (laughs) Great. (laughs) When... The, the Giants drafted him. Mina Kimes lost her mind on national television. And, like, I agree with her. <laughs> what are you doing? And I, I mean, it, it might not be classy for Baker Mayfield to say that shit. But we're all saying it. So, like, whatever. And again, like I just outlined, he didn't, like, go- directly go at him, really. Which I don't think he should have done if he was going to yet. He didn't directly go at him. He was more saying just like, it's insane that they drafted him. It's insane that they drafted me. I we, Like, we all understand. Yeah, he's like, but anyway, what about this whole, and I could see they want to go after him because he's the personality, but also because of this crazy hype train surrounding the team. What do you think about the hype in general? Is it overstated? Am I, as a fan, getting set up for a potential fall here, disappointment? Yes. You think... 
are are we really contenders to win the division for the first time ever since since the formation of the AFC North? You will lose this division to the Steelers. You will make the playoffs. You will be satisfied with your playoff game, and I don't know if you will win. I need a win at this point, even though I... The AFC's rough this year, man. Well, listen, like, just about the playoffs, I, I don't even disagree with what you're saying. I think that's easily possible. We could just go through the wild card. But, like, with, with the way this is set up, like, I feel like even as crazy as, like, I should just be happy just to make the playoffs, but I feel like a win is on the table potentially, and I want it. Like, I it want is. a playoff yes. win this year. So, I don't know. I mean, we could even face, depending on, the Steelers and Browns could both make the playoffs and play each other quite possibly in the first round. Which is what happened last time like the Browns the, made the Like playoffs. four or five? Yeah. Yeah. But what about... Well, real quick, let's talk about the Bengals because I, I think they have no chance. Let's just get them out of the way, kind of. You know, they, they brought in this guy, Zach Taylor, who is, like, another of these McVay guys, another, like, a 35-year-old also or something, 36, something like that. Yep. This tree is, like, really branching off already, so it's going to be a test to see if it's really a thing or not. But they... Don't really have much hope. Do you have any hope for the Bungles there? Uh, no. Andy Dalton is the 21st best quarterback in the league. And that's really not going to get you to the playoffs. And they're married to him, and that's fine. I love A.J. Green. The rest of their offense is kind of ass. R.I.P. Cedric Benson, by the way. I drafted you every year in fantasy football for like five years straight. Rest in power, my guy. The rest of this team is... Tyler Eifert never plays because he's hurt literally 10 out of 14 games, 10 out of 16 games or more. Tyler Eifert is always hurt. They don't have anyone but A.J. Green who can catch a football. That's going to be a problem. Well, they have um, Gio Bernard still is pretty decent, but... I guess. And he, he could catch out of the backfield a little bit, but... Is he decent? But, I know he was decent for fantasy football owners two years ago. I don't know if he's decent. I've seen him, you know, play. He's okay. But the main thing is they're apparently... I know you like to talk O-line and how bad a lot of these O-lines are on teams. I think they might have the worst one of, of the whole league. Well, that's not going to do Andy Dalton any favors. And they drafted a guy who got hurt, like, the first day of practice for their O-line. Yep. And they have a bunch of bums. And that sucks. So, that's going to be bad. No, the Bengals might win four games this year. Uh, they they might they will win between four and eight games this year. Yeah, their I mean their D can keep them in it to some extent if they can get any production out of the offense because I do think they still have a, a decent defense, but it's just not going to hold up with this what should be a, a absolutely terrible offense. No. basically they're rebuilding. They gotta they gotta look at rebuilding right now with the new coaching staff and everything. But I mean the the brightest spot I would say for Bengals fans. Finally got rid of Marvin Lewis. I mean, hallelujah for them. Like, they want, they've yeah. wanted that for a while. Everyone's wanted that for a while. I got it. think so. Finally some new blood in there, at least in that respect. So that's a team I think has no chance, of course, of winning the division. Yeah. Now, you're saying the Steelers, and a lot of people are saying the Steelers still up there, and then the, these new Browns coming on. I mean, I do think that the way this division is trending is Browns-Ravens more like, though, but I don't know. I was going to say we have forgotten the Ravens. Well, I sure haven't, but it seems like conventional wisdom going around is that the Steelers are better than the Ravens, but I don't know if that's going to be true this year because, well, it's it's hard to say because with Lamar Jackson's style of play, 
I think it's going to lead to being very hit and miss. It was hitting a lot toward the end of last season, but they were catching teams by surprise, which they're not going to be able to do as much this year. I apologize. Here's my thing with Lamar Jackson. One, what if he gets 10% better? It's probable that he will. Yeah. And two, what do his feet do for their run game? They might have some really, like, I'm already apologizing because, like, it's not fair to compare black quarterbacks to each other just because... Well, are you comparing them because they're both black, or is there legitimate reasons? Like, you don't have to qualify if you're, unless you're going to say something problematic. <laughs> their offense might have... Their offense might have some, like, Russell Wilson vibes, where, like, if he gets 10% better... I don't... I don't see it. I don't see it. I guess not. It's not possible to tackle him. It's not possible to tackle him. He will just get out of it. And can he find someone? Who's to say? I don't really agree with this comparison. I got to be honest. Because, first of all, with their run style, obviously it's a limited sample size with Jackson, but they're running a lot of, like, designed runs with him. That was, like, half their offense. It's not as much of, like... Yeah, that's true. It's not as much... And he's going up the middle, and he's weaving around a little bit, but it's not like the Wilson thing where he's running around all the backfield and then finding Well, they someone. definitely wanted him to be Cam Newton, who is 100 pounds heavier than he is. But also, Russell Wilson is extremely a- accurate, which is the opposite of, of Jackson, right? So yep. that's the main reason yep. I think the comparison falls apart. I don't think... Russell Wilson can make receivers better. I don't think that's going to be said for Jackson. I think he can make some good throws, definitely, especially on certain designs of play. And he, it's not like he can hit a deep ball. He can, but it's going to be like one and five rather than like what's more ideal, like one and two or something for a quarterback. But that's fair. The question is, and you're saying he could get ten percent better, ten percent better, or what? Ten percent more accurate? That would, that would be huge because that would be like. Okay, if he gets 10% more accurate, they're winning this division. Yeah, but is that likely? I don't know. Or is it just going to be 10%? I think you probably will be better because his second year in the league slows down for you, I'm sure. He only played half the season last year to begin with. But at the same time, teams, I think teams are going to lay off the box stuffing a little bit, are going to try to at least, maybe let them get some excess yards, but mm. shut down the top of the ball and just not let them not let him get these open throws, and then they're going to start scheming to to do something to rush him better. So you as a person who watches the AFC North, I think that teams playing Baltimore are going to let him have the ball over the top, or or, are going to stop letting him have the ball over the top, and just like... I think they're going to... Just like sit on him? A little bit more than they did last year, I think. Not like... Okay. I, I think it's because, all right, what happens if if you have to rush, if you have to stop the box every time or you have to rush people every time because you know he's going to try to run, right? You're leaving the, the back open, basically, for the throw he might be able to then make. But That's right. if they know, if they scheme more that he's going to just get some of these runs off, it's like you're going to just accept that that's going to happen a little bit, play the middle of the field more. That's, I guess, what I'm saying more. They're gonna, I think teams are going to start playing the middle a little bit more, drop some linebackers back maybe, force them to make some of these throws either. I, I guess if he keeps gashing and gashing, you have to go back into the box to stop him. But if they, can, if they can shut it down a little bit up front, 
depend it's going to depend on the team's personnel anyway but if they can shut it down a little bit up front stay back in the middle a little bit more either he's got to throw over them mm. or he's got to just keep running it and running it but he's not going to get these any of these in between throws which he's not that accurate with to begin with that could really shut their offense down a little bit i think but again i'm no x's and o's expert even though i sometimes have professed to be in the past facetiously maybe but that's what i'm seeing the main game the game i watched him the most was the the browns game they played last season it was week 17 and like i was certainly not overly impressed with clearly with his throwing ability so it, it did seem like something that teams could scheme against if he doesn't get certainly more accurate, if he's not gonna get better and and conversely the ravens have to they, they need to change their offense i know they're they're mostly going to be a run and d team clearly but and that's what they should do with their personnel but i think they need to open them up a little bit more and certainly have to have him throw the ball more than he did at the end of the last season so if they're going to be successful playoff team so yeah we'll see though but i like the d overall they well i like the d overall i like their secondary and i like their run game or their run stopping game their pass rush probably got a lot worse you know t sizzle finally retired hate that guy i'm glad he's out of here uh, they lost another big pass rusher who i'm blanking on now but I think their pass rushes took a hit, so that could be, as a Ravens hater, that could be a bright spot of hope for me, but I still think their D is pretty good overall. Do you disagree? I don't disagree. That defense is going to be fine. Their season is going to come down to how they use him and what they can get out of him. Being Lamar. Yeah, yeah, Lamar Jackson, yeah. So we're going to talk about Pittsburgh now? Yeah, let's go to that because also I want to get into Pittsburgh. Compare them directly, Baltimore and Pittsburgh. Why do you think Pittsburgh is better than Baltimore, given what we just said about Baltimore? What are they doing better? Which part of their team is better? They drafted a guy who can fill Ryan Shazier's spot. Maybe that's true. Like, maybe he sucks. We don't know. And Ben Roethlisberger has won a Super Bowl. He's won, he's won more than one. Has he? Oh, yep. No, you're right. The first one he won, everyone attributed it to the D, which is true. But he well, and to the game. referees. I don't know, man. Now, he's clearly, he lost Antonio Brown, so that's obviously huge. They got Smith Schuster, who's good, but is he, the, is he the number one? I guess he can be a number one, but... Well, he, he lost Antonio Brown and Le'Veon Bell. Which, he didn't have Le'Veon Bell last year, and they didn't really miss him as much. Right. But. But James Conner apparently is hurt right now, too. I don't know if he's going to start the season out. I mean, you're saying any running back could theoretically go in. And they have a pretty good offensive line, so maybe that's true. But is, is Roethlisberger not, decl- not on the decline? I feel like he is. Oh, he certainly is. Like, he looks dead out there at certain times. Could this be the year he falls off the cliff, though, which he hasn't done yet? Yes. Like, it absolutely could be. Like, he's getting old. His entire thing was how you couldn't tackle him because he was so, like, stout. I mean, he's still extremely hard to tackle. Yeah. No, like, his knees hurt. At a certain point, you just get done with things. Do you have phantom pain watching his, his knee pain on the field, him limping around? I have, I have actual pain watching him limp around. Oh, man. No, he might be getting old. That's the argument against the Steelers, is, like, it might be time to move on from... Ben Roethlisberger. And also, they lost Le'Veon Bell, who might be the best running back in the league on a great day. And Antonio Brown, who is the best wide receiver in the league. 
statistically. Like, in the same offseason. Has been. Yeah. Yes. So it might go really fucking bad for the Steelers this year. And also, if you think that they're going to win the division again, like they frequently do, it's pretty much dependent on Roethlisberger still, right? Like, if, if they don't have him, if he gets hurt or he's bad, yep. they're not winning this division. I right? mean, Charlie Batch retired. Like, I don't know who their backup is. Is it still Landry Jones? They got Jones? rid of Landry Jones. Yeah, 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 yeah. I saw that they got rid of him. I think they have a rookie, maybe. I don't know. They gave, I'm sure they brought someone in. But, yeah, that's that doesn't matter who their backup is. Like, the reason this team has been good for a long time is a lot down to Roethlisberger. Right? It genuinely doesn't matter who their backup is. Yeah. At some point, the Roethlisberger thing will end. Thank God. It might not Thank be this God. year. It might not be this year. Uh, but I think people should be lower on the Steelers than they are, including myself, I guess. I guess a lot of it is like just that they always win it, or they're all, they're perennially perennially good, especially in the division. So they're just still kind of the big brother, and you got to knock them off. You know? It's the same shit that happens with the Packers, where people are higher than high on them because like well, it's the Packers; they're always good. One of these seasons, they're not going to be good. And hey, I hope, I hope from your mouth to God's ears, baby. Hope it's this season. So the Browns. You think won't? You still think they won't win the division this year? You said. You said already. Did I say that? Well, you were you were heading that direction. I think. I don't know. Well, yeah, you did. You said the Steelers are winning. They may make the wild card or something. I think it's what you said. Yeah, but then I thought about the Steelers. They the Browns could win. You know what? The Browns are going to win at ten and six. On paper, they definitely should be at least a ten win team. I mean, because like I'd said, they they've gotten most of the off season. I feel t- chatter. Because they made some big moves and moves that don't happen, like stuff like this old Beckham trade, that does that could happen only once every five or six seasons. Honestly, that literally doesn't happen. Yeah, yeah. So, yeah, yeah, yeah. And it overshadowed that they also got Olivia Vernon from the Giants. They brought in Sheldon Richardson. He's had an up and down career, but he's still a talent. They they brought in a lot of these defensive players too. So, to match up with Miles Garrett and the guys they already had, so. Both sides of the ball should be good, at least good. Special teams is a bit more of a question mark. They're, they haven't been able to find a kicker, but... Yeah, but, like, whatever. That's your worst problem. That's that's better than it's been a long time. And you got to consider... I know it's tough to... And, and it's tough for me, being a fan, to, like, anoint this team already as being a good new team, but considering where they were two years ago, 0-16, like, it's pretty crazy, the turnaround here. You know what? Here, I'm doing this for you. I'm going to give you this. I'm not a fan of the Browns, and I'm picking this division. Browns, Ravens, Steelers, Bengals. You know what? I, th- I think I'm with you, man. Like, I, I am going to predict the Steelers go go down this year, fall off a bit. I do think it's going to be a, between the Ravens and Browns as I talk it out here. I think that's the class of the going to be class of the division for years to come. At this point, I would say a few years to come at least. Mm. Well, I mean, why are you, why are you saying mm to that? You think this... I'm agreeing. Oh, okay. sorry. I thought it was the sound of, like, an eh. <laughs> yeah. Because logically, I mean, unless the Steelers can reload with a new QB out of nowhere, which they basically did with Roethlisberger back in the day, no one thought he was going to be as good as he had. Fair. But if they can't do that, they should be down for a little bit, at least with that. The Bungles, obviously, complete rebuild. It seems to be what's happening for them. So, as long as Baker and... Lamar pan out to how people think they are, especially the latter um, with more doubters at this point there's no reason that this shouldn't be the the battle for years to come here and just given what's on paper it seems like the Browns would have it but 
I don't know. Maybe I should do a last-minute switch and say Ravens, Browns, Steelers, Bengals. Maybe I will do that because, A, for the karma purposes. It'd be good karma, yeah. We haven't seen it yet from the Browns. And, B, kind of tied into that we haven't seen it yet. But we have seen it from the Ravens, even when they haven't had as good years with Flacco for years and not offense not as good. Their D usually keeps it together for them, and their coaching is one of the bigger coaching advantages in the entire NFL, as, as I am to say it. Being a Ravens hater... Didn't they beat San Diego in the playoffs last year? They lost to them, did they not? Yeah. Okay, sorry. And Go it was on. L.A. technically, but what doesn't matter. But they did make the playoffs, so, they, so you know, they, made the, they, they got the wild card. Cool. So, uh, but like I'm saying, to finish the point... Tied into like we haven't seen it from from the one team yet. Yes, we have seen it from this team. They do have the the coaching that usually makes a team. You know, Harbaugh is is a good coach. Like he gets them to play better than they are on paper a lot of times. So, could be a case of paper versus of on paper versus actual. We gotta see it on the field. I think it is that. So, mm-hmm. yeah. But anyway, I can't call the excitement too much here because like I can't. I just can't wait for week one here. Browns Titans. Air Hawaiian, Air Mariota versus Baker. It should be it should be fun. Let's fucking let's fly Hawaiian Air, man. I mean, unless Mariota's like, I gotta face Miles Garrett in this pass rush week one. Like, you know what, Tannehill? Why don't you just take this one for me, bro? <laughs> just sends Tannehill out for week one. <laughs> I think it might be smart given Mariota's injury history. But. That's fair. I've got a race in mind and enough gas to get to Cleveland. Oh boy. So yeah, that's gonna conclude our our lightly researched, somewhat underinformed NFL twenty nineteen division previews. I had a good time doing it. Did you, E Dash now? We did it, buddy. Yeah. I'm I'm fucking yeah, I'm, I'm pleased with this. We sure did. Just uh, as we record this, we're on the last week of the preseason, one more preseason game left. Starters, most starters didn't play this preseason in general on a lot of teams, the yep. stars, so you know, none of them play week four anyway, so. But good luck to all the guys out there trying to get jobs. You know there's going to be, around the league, there's going to be a few guys at least, 10, 20 guys that, that weren't expected to get the job that have put the effort in and are going to get it, whether just from hard work, circumstance, or whatever. So that's the guys you really feel the best for. Congratulations you know? to the Jets cast off. The Patriots <laughs> are going to sign, and he's going to like score eight touchdowns this season. He'll be scrappy. So, yeah, that should do it. Uh, we'll be back. We we won't be back at this point before the season starts, but hopefully a post-week one, maybe pre-week two, that would mean podcast could be in the future and we can we can see what went down in week one, and I'll look forward to that one. We miss you already. Yes, we do. But stay subscribed to Brooklyn Rebound Network. Maybe some other pods will get trapped on the feed before then. Talking some other stuff, hoops, movies, any of that stuff like that. Just say subscribe. You'll get all the episodes that way. You know, also check out my YouTube channel, Drew's Views, if you like some TV reactions. Separate to this stuff, but you might want to check it out. Follow uh, Nam over there at No Thanks Y'all on Twitter for some gems over there. Oh, I'm wonderful on Twitter. Yeah. So get his follower base up. And, uh, yeah, that'll do it for this NFL preseason. Until next time, we're out of here. Peace. Weak claps for me today, really. Pod
Sound Boys Productions.